You're listening to the Inside Online podcast for March 2008 with me, Natalie Barris. Inside Online, bringing you the inside story of today's new media and digital marketing trends. Coming up in the next 15 minutes, we hear from Arjo Ghosh, CEO of iCrossing and also the chairperson of the IPA's new search group. He'll be giving you the lowdown on getting the most out of your search marketing. Search is now on the radar for almost everyone doing digital marketing. We'll also be hearing from First Direct's e-marketing manager, Jenny Southall. She lets us in on First Direct's plan for social networking. How do we replicate that fantastic rapport that our reps have on the phone? How do we replicate that in the online channels? But first, it's this man. Um, Hi, my name's Tim Gould. I'm Head of Marketing for Cash Electronics. And he begins by explaining how their strategy has changed in recent years. The important thing is um, engagement, first of all, is to make sure we engage people. And, and one of the differences between the brand now um, and our feelings about the, our particular brand and communicating to, to the youth market um, compared to 10 years ago is that young people are more savvy now. You know, For us to say that we've got a great product and it's a tough watch and it, and it does this and therefore you should like it and buy it is not the way to communicate to people. The way to communicate to them now appears to be, and I would subscribe to this, is to actually engage with them and communicate with them and let them take ownership of what they think about your brand. Um, by communicating with, with them based upon their lifestyle or activity rather than their need for the product. With this in mind, Casio have been working on a virtual multi-storey building which delivers specific activity-focused content on each floor. The first one that launches is now called the Burlington Project which encompasses um, the clubs in Ibiza and what's going on in London and it centres around music and the uploading of music and clubbers uh, uploading their own uh, mixes, downloading other people's mixes, rating them, finding out what's going on, where and where it's happening. Uh, Burlington Project itself has been set up with ourselves and some nifty geezers from out in Ibiza um, who work over there and over here promoting club nights. Burlington Project was devised um, as a new um, promotion night to be able to have lots of fun through the summer with G-Shock in conjunction with us. And Burlington itself is actually an underground nuclear disuse bunker out in Wiltshire. Um, Hundreds of acres, you know, caverns of of rooms and everything. We felt that as it was going to be the the basement of the Casio Carnaby Street building... Mm -hmm. We thought we'd nick it. <laughs> um, and it kind of represents what we, what we, we feel about you know, the hard party, hard community, which is really what exists out there for those people who go out partying late, and what, you know, what actually G-Shock aspires to be as a brand as well. And the store in Carnaby Street, downstairs there will be men DJing, there will be a bunker. No, sorry to disappoint you, because oh. it's such a small store. So downstairs in Carnaby Street, um, there is a little room, and we do go down there occasionally and have a can of Cronenberg, but generally it's just a thinking man's plot. Uh, okay. Stroke thinking woman's plot, of course, as well. Okay, so the 10, 20 stories that are online it's, won't it, be replicated it, on Carnaby it, Street? Replicated. We can't get planning permission to build it, unfortunately. <laughs> but I don't think the neighbours would like us if we did. With the Burlington Project already online and the skate and surf floors ready to go, do you know what? I'm not surprised. The idea is that people will come into each of these platforms to, to see video, to upload their own blogs. We have some endorsees and people that can talk to other users on the same level. And, it, and it's a community by their lifestyle for each of the platforms in the building. The higher you go up the building, the safer the content becomes. So the Burlington Project, B&I, B3Type, is in the basement. And things like motorsport, where we sponsor Team Sayat in the British Touring Car Races, which is a slightly more mature audience, and that's further up the building. And then eventually we end up with a building populated by... Lots of different things happening, all going on, oblivious to ourselves, probably. With the Casio branding and visual involvement to a minimum, how do they plan on driving traffic 
to the site? One way of bringing them to the site is actually to make sure that the people who we work with for the different contents on the floors mm. engage them in their own areas, in their own areas of community or their own promotion. So Burlington Project will engage people by promoting club nights in London and Ibiza, um, and that is their sole output of content. We need to make sure that what we do is, is not just communicate the values of our brand, but do something for the communities themselves. In that case, we actually get... Um, the buy-in of the, of the influences in those areas. And by doing that, um, they become part of the movement or part of the groups for all those different activity levels. And we can rely on them to provide us with content, trusted content, because they're trusted in their, in their areas, activities or whatever. And at the same time, you know, we build a, a team of people that just keep things moving forward and keep things buzzing all the time. And the idea isn't to build a team of Casio people or G-Shop people here that tell them out there what you know we want them to think it's because mm. it's, that won't work in today's marketing area so the idea is for us to actually befriend and make uh, genuine friends of the people out there that are actually in, in these activities and let them talk to their peers about what's going on and if we're included in it then so much the better Thanks there to Tim Gould at Casio for that. And why don't you check out www.burlingtonproject.com. On to First Direct now. Jenny Southwell, their e-marketing manager, showed me around their Leeds head office, very nice it was too, and told me about their current and future plans for new media involvement. Our base are busy professionals, the technophiles, they're 60% more likely to have an MP3 player, three quarters of them bank online, a third of them bank through text. So internet is really important and digital channels are, are really important for First Direct. Our biggest challenge, because we are a telephone bank and we have really high satisfaction levels and high recommendation levels, is how do we replicate that fantastic rapport that our reps have on the phone? How do we replicate that in the online channels? Okay, so how do you? Well, we use quite quirky language and images online and we look at ways of injecting our personality into the online space. Mm -hmm. So for example we were the first UK bank to launch a podcast in June 2006 and that was about online security which is a bit of a dry subject but it's something that our customers are really concerned about as are all customers of banks and we linked up with Get Safe Online and we gave customers loads of hints and tips about how they could uh, be a lot safer online, not just with their banking but in general so uh, we've looked at podcasts we've launched a new site called first direct interactive and that's an area where customers and future customers can go and interact with first direct and new media content so for example we have uh, podcasts on there we have video testimonials of our customers talking about why first direct's a great place to bank we have members of staff on there talking about why it's a great place to work uh, we even have videos of our ceo involved in a penalty shootout competition um, we have content on there about our virtual forest which is um, if customers suppress their paper statements we plant a virtual tree in our virtual forest and when we get four trees that equates to a real tree so customers can go on there and plant their virtual trees and that will um, lead to us planting a real tree in that same location so it's all about sort of interactive new media content where customers can really go and, and feel what first directs like so what's been the reaction 
into that from the customers? Oh, customers love it. I mean, we got uh, 4,000 people subscribing to the podcasts in the first week. Um, We have 40,000 customers in the first month that go and visit that site. And the feedback that we've got, they absolutely love it. They think it's really cool. It gives them a real insight to First Direct. Our customers love communicating with our people, and that's a way they can actually see them online and see what our members of staff look like. Now, you may have recently seen in the industry press that First Direct is planning on dipping its toe into social networking. But how exactly? We're looking at social networking. Um, From the technology survey we did a couple of weeks ago, we know that 22% of our customers regularly use social networks and Facebook. We're seeing how brands create presence which engages users. And some of the really good examples that we've seen out there are Hotel Chocolate, for example. I love Hotel Chocolate. Well, it's fantastic. It's got a quick bookmark link where you can send it to your your social network and tell them what box of chocolates you want for Christmas, for example, (laughs) which is great. So we're really looking at engaging ways that other brands are doing this through the social networks because being a bank the last thing we want is some really sort of dull banking content on there because it's such a personal device like mobiles it'll be seen as intrusive so for first direct we're actually um, looking at social networking and the primary objective of that is to inject personality into um, into the online space and also to really engage our customers that goes beyond the transactional so we're looking at creating an online community um, that will be actually sit with on our own site where our customers can go and interact with each other. Okay, so you're not planning to take on Facebook or indeed blitz yourself all over it? <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, it's our, it's our own social community. Because of the nature of our customers, we know that they like to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an area where they can go and do that online. You might get a first direct wedding or something. Yeah, absolutely, you never know. <laughs> indeed, I'll get my hat ready. But before that, what about Second Life? Well, HSBC and First Direct sort of share a private island on Second Life. And again, it's all about research and development. So it's about us looking at ways of how we would actually build on Second Life and in virtual worlds. We know that the internet is moving from this research area to this highly user-generated content, 3D animations, and it's important for us to understand that. So HSBC and First Direct have a private island. In terms of actually going out to the public, Um, less than 1% of our customers use Second Life on a a regular basis. So for us, it isn't as important as the social networks and the communities and looking at that space, but it is something that we need to keep an eye on. Mm -hmm. What other things are you keeping an eye on? Anything else you can (laughs) let me know? Well, there's lots of things. I mean, we're always looking at new technologies, at new ways of communicating with our customers, Um, but the the primary things for the next few months are really um, social networking and our online community. Jenny Southwell, e-marketing manager for First Direct there, not giving too much away, just enough to keep us keen to find out more. Did you know research from the US has shown that the internet is the most popular place to research something? But if you don't know where to look, then we're all at the mercy of the search engines. So how can brands make sure they get a mention? Do you pay for the sponsored link or leave it to luck? in the natural searches. RJ Ghosh, CEO of iCrossing UK and the newly appointed chairperson of the IPA Search Group Initiative, 
gives us a crash course in search marketing. I very much feel that search is the new navigation of the web. It is the navigation and the web is growing in complexity and scale exponentially. If you look at results in a search engine now, there'd be images, there'd be video, there'd be news results, there may be results from Wikipedia, from blogs, from various other social networking sites, maybe delicious tags and so on and so forth. Um, if you're really not doing search well, you'll probably only only be represented in one position on that search result for your brand. Um, my view is that you should be represented in as many positions as possible, i.e. be part of the journey. Where is your brand going to interact on that journey? If you just view search as a direct response tool, i.e. I need to sell uh, car insurance policies at X pounds, um, then you, you actually you don't engage users in the areas that they actually go on the internet for. So the three main reasons people go at online um, are firstly to find out how to communicate to people. Communication used to just be about email and now there's dozens and dozens of ways we communicate. So that's the first reason we go online. Second reason is to find information. That's something that brands can do a lot better in. If you look at lots of companies' websites, you'll find that the content on them is normally brochureware still. It's normally written by marketing teams, shouting from the rooftop about how good their company is. That doesn't necessarily work online where you've got fantastic promiscuity. You can click anywhere, you can go to any site that you want, um, and you need to be a little bit more engaging than that. And the third area that people go online um, for, the third most popular area, is to be entertained. And again, many companies could do a much better creative job online. They do a lot of stuff um, above the line in TV and radio. Um, and normally those, um, uh, partly the agency community, but normally that thinking is built around the 30-second TV spot. That doesn't translate, um, you know, automatically to digital. You have to basically um, break your media down and say what works well in different mediums, what, what's going to engage someone in the best way. It might be the making of the advert that's more important. All of these things translate into search. So when you look at the opportunity for brands, it's really to move away from the literal translation of their above-the-line media and build what's suitable in digital in many different ways. A good example of this is Sony Bravia's campaign in San Francisco with the bouncing balls. That campaign is actually one that we did some research on as well. Um, and it's a really interesting kind of case study because it was almost accidental um, that they'd built so much search equity very quickly. So um, bravia-advert.com was the site that came up above Sony and above any of the other Bravia sites. And it did that because people, they liked the music uh, and then you know the musician ended up touring the UK and, and Europe. They liked the making of the adverts. They liked the bouncy balls. So much so we tried to recreate the advert when we were in San Francisco, three of us one day on a hill with, with five bouncy balls, but we lost them pretty quick. <laughs> and we never got any footage of it, so there you go. So, so That was a rubbish experiment. Yeah, it was a rubbish experiment, but truly fun and engaging. <laughs> so what would RJ recommend to us to bear in mind when it comes to search marketing? Search is all about networks. And once you start accepting that users travel through a journey with, through a network... Um, and that network is as much about human relationships as it, as it is about clicking on links, then you start to target your media in a completely different way. You start to think, well, it, um, my brand is actually part of the journey, not the destination website. Secondly, you need to look at what, what makes your brand different. This is basic marketing stuff, but then try and um, uh, increase, amplify, extend that online. Try to find who your evangelists are online and embrace them communicate with them, engage with them and try and find out who can actually help build your, your networks. Um, look at your media partners and see what interesting things they're doing. As you, you mentioned the Bravia advert, people put the making of the video and all those sort of interesting bits on. That's not happening still. Many, many companies aren't doing that behind the scenes work. And I think digital is the perfect medium. Search is the perfect medium to show the, the, the inside of your company 
put it on the outside because people will search in many different ways and they may find your company for a very obscure reason. So it's really extending your, your um, uh, view of search, not just from buying, but from entertainment, information and communication. Entertainment, information and communication. Wise words, Arjo, and exactly what Inside Online aims to deliver. That's your lot for this month's podcast. My thanks to Casio's Tim Gould, First Direct's Jenny Southwell and iCrossing's Arjo Ghosh. Feedback's always welcome here. If you've got anything to say, email me, natalie, at redskyvision.com. And until next time, remember, entertain, inform and communicate.